Welcome back to another episode of the Amazon Private Label Show podcast. This podcast is hosted, as always, by the FBA University founders, Ryan over there, London, England, strong, myself over here, uh, Michael in Austin, Texas. My man, today we are talking about the most expensive product mistakes we've made and how you can avoid them. So early on in Amazon, you want, you see the revenue numbers, you see the, the keyword demand. Sometimes you, you, uh, you get a little above your skis. And so <laughs> it happens to a lot of people, uh, yeah. not so, you know, it, it just depends who's, who's guiding you kind of what your process is, how refined you are when you really start this process. So my man, why don't we start with you? I, I know, I only know this because we, we talk every day, but I know you've had some products that, that flop, as have I, as have pretty much every long-term private label seller. Yeah. Why don't you start us off with uh, your, your biggest flop of all time and why? My man, so first of all, I want to just say, if you're listening to this and Amazon isn't going the right way for you, it's not the end of the world. This happens, like Mike said, to the best of us. I've had a bunch of products flop. It's not great, but you learn from it as long as you learn and move forward in the right direction and don't make those same mistakes again on your next product. It's not the end of the world. There's plenty of time to make money on Amazon. So some of my biggest um, failures when it comes to products have just been really my eagerness to launch and not being able to separate my emotion from um, you know what I think I should bring to market. So I was super passionate about a product. Um, I'll just say it, it was a COVID thermometer gun. I was like super passionate about that product. I brought it to market and I thought I was going to make, I thought it was going to make me a millionaire, you know, selling really well. And in the beginning I was, you know, doing like 10, 15, 20 K months. And then, you know, the price point I started off at was around $30. And then, you know, China came into the market pretty heavy. They were, they were pretty much owning that niche. And then the price slowly trickled down to about half that. So about $15. And I ended up having to like sell through and, and essentially I lost a, little, a couple of thousand on that product. But, you know, my eagerness to launch what I thought was a good idea didn't necessarily correlate with what the data would have told me. So I definitely skimped my product research. I definitely skimped my data analysis. Keywords were great. That wasn't a problem, but it was more the uh, the lack of a moat around the product. So if we take it all the way back, I, I, I use stock. Never do this, guys, by the way. I use stock manufacturer images. I didn't even mm. get any professional photography done until the product had been selling for about three months. And when I really needed to start making some sales, that only then did I get the high resolution uh, high quality images done, which was a cardinal sin because there were like three or four other sellers that were using exactly the same images as me. Other thing I did that was super, super uh, newbie was I actually uh, got a couple of stock images from a website called Shutterstock. So license free, royalty free images. I brought them in and I actually did the photoshopping myself for this uh, product. So don't recommend that at all, guys. And then the third thing I did wrong with that specific product was I ordered way too much. So I didn't negotiate at all, either on price in the beginning or on the quantity. So I actually started off with an order quantity of around 600 units, which was way too many, right? So I got hit with storage fees as well, which sucked. And then on this subsequent restock, when things started going well, I ordered like 1,500 units because I got a little bit of a discount by ordering more. And that was another cardinal sin, right? That led to me like sitting on these units forever, getting whacked with storage fees. And it was, just was a painful experience. Um, I also fell into the trap of, if you're thinking about a PPC and kind of the advertising, I 
bidded really, really high on my BBC. Um, so my keyword bids were super high. So say the keyword range was, I don't know, 50 cents to a dollar. I was bidding like straight $5 every time. <laughs> and some of those were fixed bids, right? So I was, I was paying a lot in uh, in ad spend. So that, that kind of ruined me as well. So altogether, I, I basically did everything that you could do wrong. I did it right. Um, and that product, you know, I, I sold all the units out. You know, I managed to close this and down. But it was a painful experience that really, you know, took, you know, the best part of, I'd say, eight months out of the game. And it's not so much the fact that I lost money. Like, I've lost money in a lot of different ventures. It's just not, I'm not against losing money as long as I learn from it. It was really the, the time spent and the capital that was tied up in the product, which meant that I couldn't then take that capital and throw it somewhere else. I had to wait till I sold through and then kind of got over that headache and, like, put that one to bed and then jumped into bed with another product, which I did, uh, which was a lot more successful. But it really is just the time you spend on you know, a failed product that if you're not resilient, if you're not like, you know, thick skinned, it can crush you. I've seen people that have launched a failed product and they don't come back from it. Right. So you've got to be, um, have the right mindset about it. you've got to be thick skinned, but it's not the end just because you're failing now. doesn't mean that you're going to keep failing. So learn from my mistakes. Basically everything I just said, do the opposite, learn from my mistakes and press on, you know, don't quit, start again, pick the pieces back up and attack it listen to our podcast listen to what we're talking about we'll get you on the right path my man yeah i mean that's a very common jumping on a trend that that was unique as hell at that point and yeah you see the numbers of it it, i mean it was a pan world global pandemic it was it was insane and so then you see these trends and if you were at the start if you were a sophisticated seller at that point, at the very start of the trend, you could have, you can absolutely, it, it could have been night and day. And so yes. it's not always, it's not always the exact market. It's, especially if you're launching your first product, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Even if you have good guidance, you should, you, you should not pick something trendy. Then later down the road, once you have a little bit more sophistication, you can even, you can dabble in seasonal products, trends, just knowing, okay, this isn't the same as the others, but until you learn that and learn how competitive those are and learn, uh, you know, like PPC costs and really that you need to market all this and that's a huge part of your business, yes. uh, just stick to the fundamentals that that we preach and, and really that uh, are more evergreen. So that's... That, that's a really good one, that COVID-specific one. my Mine is a little different, but, I mean, similar type of mistake. So my first first product, which I still sell under my main brand, uh, went really well. Hit 40K in, in month four, growing. And so what does one do who's in a nine-to-five at that point? You, you see green, and so you just start launching everything everything you can. And my next market was in the toys. It was actually a uh, Nerf, like dart targets, oh, basically toy gun targets, like automatic targets, uh, really cheap, mediocre products, to be honest. But that isn't even the issue because people were buying them and people were searching them. What I did not take into account is one, PPC cost was super high because like toy guns, that's that's pretty basic in terms of kind of products you sell. Like that's a very popular niche. And then two, Nerf 
Hasbro, who owns Nerf, was selling a bunch of these. And so I'm coming in, uh, you know, big boss with product number one, thinking pro two, two and three, because I launched two at two in the same market, we're just going to thrive. And uh, yeah, needless to say, one, marketing was very intense. And then Nerf was just a better product, if we're being objective. And, and it was also, I was trying to sell mine higher, uh, a higher price. And you realize you, you cannot trick a market, right? So you, you don't know, you don't know that uh, early on. You don't really know what that even means. But you, if you're going to price your product some way if you, if you say you're a premium product well it better be a premium product that's a that's yeah. a mistake we see a lot of art like newer even students want to make like luckily we're we've seen it but you can't just say i want to be at the premium end of this market without the product being there because the customers although you think you can outsmart them they always customers know what you're selling once they have it and then your reviews will get founded you'll get it just won't go well. So that taught me one, don't compete with big brands. And then two, if you're going to say you're a premium product, you actually have to be a premium product. You can't yeah. just run a margin <laughs> analysis based on this fictitious. I think this, because I'm doing it, it should be $44.99. And that's, hey, that's how we all kind of think, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, was the biggest mistake. And luckily, uh, the first product was was and continues to be successful and so it didn't hurt too bad but then i realized okay maybe you need to figure out what actually worked and what didn't and, and this isn't quite the wild wild west it, it, it felt like my man 100 100 i just want to touch on a couple of other things as well so one of the things that not necessarily i've um been a victim of but something that i see the students that we kind of work with doing over and over again when they first learning about product research first sending us their product ideas for us to vet is that a lot of them go or send us uh, keywords or niches or products that are tied to really broad keywords so something i want to just hit home and i've said this on previous podcasts is that we you really need to be looking for keywords which are super specific and highly relevant to the product mm -hmm. you're about launching so you know if your main keyword for your product is you know something like children's toys or even if it has for example, the brand name of uh, another competitor in the uh, keyword phrase search term. That's a massive issue, right? So say the, the highest search volume keyword is 55,000, but it's like Nerf gun. And that's the highest rated search volume for your niche. That's, that's like a massive red flag. Or if it's like children's toys and there isn't anything super specific until you drill down to say, I don't know, a thousand search volume. So you've got children's toys, a hundred thousand search volume. And then the next relevant one is, you know, children's backyard toy uh, for dogs, say, super specific, but it's like only a thousand search volume. That's a massive jump between 100,000 a month and a thousand a month for the specific keyword. So that's like a massive red flag because that essentially means that there's not enough people every month specifically searching for the product that you're trying to sell. So try and avoid those broad search terms. They're great once you've established your product, once you've got your foot through the door. And you're selling through and you want to start targeting different markets or like bringing people in from other keywords it's super good but you don't want to rely on it and we always want to have specifically highly relevant keywords when we first launch our products on amazon because essentially that's the market that we're trying to capture right because if you advertise against a broad keyword what's going to happen is people are going to come to it you realize that they're not looking for your product but you know it's, it's advertised under children's toys or whatever and then you're not going to convert right and then you have a poor conversion 
rating, that's going to affect the algorithm. Amazon's not going to want to put you in the most advantageous spots. If a bunch of people are coming to your listing and then clicking off it, it's going to hurt your metrics. That hurts the algorithm, right? So have to think about the keywords and how you kind of want to set up on that. Super, super important. If you're ever in doubt about um, whether a keyword is highly relevant or not, what I like to do is I'll take that keyword and I'll search it in Amazon and I want to see around 70 to 75% of the search results being in my specific product that I'm thinking about taking to market. So do that test if you're ever unsure about whether a keyword is uh, is highly relevant or not. It can save you a lot of drama, can save you a lot of headache, can save you a lot of failed conversions and, and can save you Yeah, a- I mean, it's crucial because you, you can... You can't target half a market. You need you need like a hundred percent market, or you basically you basically are flailing at people who don't want to buy your product. It's it's not a it's not a beautiful thing, my man. It's not pretty. That's how you turn your PPC on. Go to bed and wake up to five hundred dollars spent. If you're not careful. We yeah. said budget, but uh, yeah, you got to be careful with that because you can uh, you can blow blow the budget, baby. Um, cool, man. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you're interested in starting your own private label business we've got an exclusive discount with helium 10 we're going to include it in the show notes so make sure you click it go through us i believe you get six months uh with 20 percent discount or you get yes, of 10 percent discount so make sure you go through our link if you want to get discount and you think about getting helium 10 we recommend it. it's the number one uh, software tool that amazon sellers like us use every single day and if you do want to join our program we've got 12 months of mentoring through our accelerator 2.0 program we're working at the moment, actually, with a bunch of pod listeners. So if you're listening to this and you've been on the fence, you want to start Amazon, you don't want to lose a bunch of money, you want to do it the right way, book a call with us. The link's in the show notes. We'd love to speak with as many of you as possible and help you out on your Amazon journey, get you making money online and getting you out of whatever situation you're in at the moment to get you thriving in the e-commerce space. So book a call with us. We'd love to speak with you. Until next time, see you guys.